even at DC Improv. We're live from RFK Stadium in DC United. Sammy, how are you? I'm amazing. How are you? Are you? Or is it one of those days where you hate your coworkers, you want to quit, and your job sucks? Well, no, 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 no. I always love my coworkers. I just hate that my coworkers put me in charge of stuff on a day-to-day basis. Unless we decide to leave the improv, then everybody wants to meddle in shit. And then everyone tries to fuck shit up. And they frustrate me. And they have some, oh, actually, you know what? Before I go on my rant, let me quickly just do this oh, real fast. Why'd you hit the just... This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. And oh. It, it actually reminds me of a story, right? Because it's, like, it's this. It's you. It's, it's Tell a story. Me of, this story. One time, Elton John was so fucked up. Like, this is back in the day when he was what? super, super famous, right? Elton John was so messed up, and he's walking through the streets of London, and it was windy. Okay. He actually had the balls to go stop into a store, ask to borrow their phone, called his manager, and goes, Hey, it's a little bit windy out today. Anything you can do about it? <laughs> like, and that's how I feel sometimes you guys look at me. You guys, well, Sammy, well, there's, constru- you guys, there's actually me. stuff. There's a soccer practice going on, Sammy. Anyway, you can get them just to <laughs> hush down a little bit. I'm like, what, guys? It's like nature. I can't control that stuff. Well, good morning. We are live from RFK Stadium here, and my little buddy, my little critter, is really wound up this morning. I'm feeling great now. I made a couple requests because there's a little bit of beeping in the background, and I just said casually to Sammy, do you think they could shut that off? And he was like, Sarah, we're at a stadium. Like, you're at a stadium. Of course there's going to be noise. It's going to sound different. People are going to be like, that sounds different. You know why? Because we're at a stadium. (laughs) Different acoustics. We are live. It's our very first pop-up podcast from a stadium. And actually, we're the first pop-up podcast ever from DC United. And that's pretty amazing. We're the first ones to do it. So, well, Sarah, they said that we were the first ones in the 13 th- years that they right. actually know of. Okay. I don't know. There may have been a podcast 13 years ago that beat us to it, you know? <laughs> kind of like the Vikings and Christopher Columbus. I doubt it. I doubt it. Doubt it? Right. I think it's yeah. just us. So anyway, we hope you are having an amazing day. We certainly are. It is absolutely gorgeous here at RFK Stadium when there's just a few players here, a couple of guys putting up or taking down a sign. We're not quite sure. But the field, the stadium is empty, and it's absolutely, it's just so peaceful. I want to send peace, Sammy, to our listeners today. You want to send peace? Yes, I'm sending peace. I'm good vibes right now in peace. Now, if the sign guy had good timing, this is when he would have started beeping again. <laughs> there he is. A great show for you. Uh, first of all, we're going to have two players from DC United who are going to talk because their opener is this weekend. And, uh, you know, my boyfriend Dan is a director of youth soccer here in the area. And soccer he always, doesn't sleep, baby. Exactly. He always tells me, Sarah, soccer doesn't sleep. So I am soccered out in my life. Chris Korb is going to be on the podcast to talk a little bit about soccer and his life. And so is Bill Hamid. Did I say it correctly? Yeah, finally. This is awesome. <laughs> But you should probably ask him just to make sure you are pronouncing it correctly. Oh, I will. Absolutely. So we have that to talk about. We also need to discuss my neighbor flying the Confederate flag. This, I believe, will be very controversial. And people are either going to, you know, people hated me on my Facebook for People this. hated on you. I don't want to say where all these people happen to be from, <laughs> but they'll happen to be from one particular area. <laughs> just throwing that out there. 
So we will discuss that. Thank you guys all. Yesterday was a huge episode with our cease and desist from Bravo, but it all has worked out really well. So thank you for that. Um, also coming up on the show, we need to discuss one of the formula bachelors because last was it uh, two nights ago was the bachelor finale, correct? And, and we have uh, Sarah Clayton here. Mm -hmm and Jess, who's our intern, they're gonna discuss The Bachelor because one of the former Bachelor contestants has come forward with a very controversial article and he says that it's impossible for anyone to find love on The Bachelor Bachelorette. Do you believe that, Sammy? What? See, I would assume that with all the TV cameras and the producers telling you to do random tricks and games all the time, that's the one way you do find love. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no Gee, sense. No. Um, also, there's an interesting popular new perk that companies are giving to millennials in order to attract them. I want to see. I'm excited if, about this, by the way. I am too, because I want to see if we've ever been offered this or if we've ever taken it. So we'll discuss that story. And then um, also, you know, I, t I say that this show is on worldwide. It is on. Like we found out this morning, we are live in Antarctica right now because mm -hmm. Sarah will believe anything that you write on the internet. <laughs> that is not true. That one was a joke, but we had people check no, no, in. No, no, Sarah wasn't a joke, I believe, because she translated from Penguin. The initial response was, me, 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 me. <laughs> and that was, oh, hey, love the podcast, listening live from Antarctica. Well, also someone was on from South Africa. Now, that person was real, and I told How you. How do you know they're real, Sarah? You can't even. <laughs> because I told you. Look at me. I'm Bangladeshi. <laughs> well, we haven't you had that yet. It. Look, that's the whole thing, Sarah. Anyone can write anything. Can you guys please just go comment on the thing and be like, hey, I'm listening all the way from Swaziland. <laughs> just to, like, make her feel good because she insists that it's world We got a tweet from South Carolina last night. I checked her Twitter handle. She's from South Carolina. I told you we're on everywhere. Everywhere. From Kansas City to Australia. And then where did somebody else check in this morning? Uranus. No, they did not. They did Sorry, not. I believe it's, a a it's Uranus. Uranus. That's a lie. Sorry. That was a lie. But there was other places that people were checking in. Okay. For our friends in Texas, though, there is this controversial festival every year. And you know what? I'm so kind of grossed out by this. And this this is something that's really hated. So you think that people would rally around mm -hmm. this uh, this kind of festival. But now it's getting worldwide attention. Okay. Well, so we have all that to talk about. Uh, I wanted to find out, is everything good in your world? I know I know you're a little agitated this morning, but are you calming, calming down? Oh, everything's good. I'm excited to be here, man. I keep on, I'm not going to lie, my ADD's kicking in. I, kept, I keep on watching the soccer players instead of paying attention to you in the podcast. But I will promise <laughs> right. to focus more. I know. Isn't it cool to just sit here and watch people practice their sport? I love this. I, I really enjoy sport. I really do. I, don't I know. love sport. Sport's a great thing. Sport. <laughs> Sport. Sport is one of my favorite things. It's yeah. also my favorite nickname for a little child. Sport. Oh, I love old sport. Now, are there any specific questions you want to ask Chris Korb and Bill Hamid as professional athletes? Is there anything that's on your mind? Because well, you have I, a special surprise for them. But. Well, I don't want to, like, ruin. Yeah, I don't want to ruin my surprise for them at all. But, no, I mean, I'm just I'm excited to talk to them kind of, you know. I like to see how people kind of live that because to other people, they would think it's remarkable. Like, to me, it's remarkable. I'm like, wow, you're a professional athlete. You're doing something so different. But to them, it's just every day, you know? And right. so to kind of see how, like, so how do you really balance that and still, you know, keep yourself level, realize that when you go home, you get out of the shower, you're a professional athlete. What I admire and I want to find out more about professional athletes is they get rejected on a constant basis, right? Like every single game, you win, you lose, you either have a great game, you don't, you're rejected on the internet, then you're loved, then you're hated. How do you keep it 
going. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you keep going up to bat? I'm always fascinated. Like, I love baseball players. You have to you have do, an incredible amount of you ego. You do not need to ask a professional athlete for that. Ask any 20-some-year-old guy, and he can tell you how it is to get denied every day. How is that? How is that? But how is that, you know, does it eat away at you? How do you keep the momentum? No, you usually go know. home, you cry in a napkin, and, uh, you know, watch some, watch some family guy. By the way, I had people tweet at me what a Fifi was yesterday. Yeah, and you're going to yeah, get one for it Dan? it was very repulsive. No, I'm not getting one for Dan. <laughs> he doesn't need one. But I love that I was giving that shout-outs yesterday. Thanks. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for that. You... So what's your thoughts? Okay, I know you're already, you already know this situation because I was really upset about this. Mm-hmm. In my apartment complex, okay, I live in northern Virginia, right? We'll just generalize here. A fairly open-minded part of the state, you know, Okay, okay. <laughs> so I live in a really nice building, a lot of millennials, and um, there's kind of a courtyard set up, right? So when I say courtyard, when you're at the elevator, you can actually see the interior uh, windows yeah, of a yeah. lot of other apartments. Okay, okay. So this person, a couple days ago, I noticed, we Dan and I went to the elevator, and this person is flying a Confederate flag in their apartment, but the size of the window. And Dan and I were like, oh, my God, can you believe that somebody is actually flying a Confederate flag? Now, I've already looked into this in my apartment building, and here's the scoop. There are rules. You can't hang towels and stuff, like, out the window or over the balcony, but you can hang anything you want within your apartment. Yeah. And I want to know, can I say anything? And by the way, I put this out on my Facebook and Twitter, and so many people were like, you need to educate yourself, unfollow. This isn't about hatred. This is about civil rights our Civil War memorial and remembering the you know the soldiers well, of the their South. Their argument a lot of times is that a it's the 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 Confederate flag as we know it as a society is actually their battle flag, right? Which wasn't really even their flag of what they were going to make their union be. Okay. And so that but the the fact is though just like how you don't hang you know a swastika around it's because even though the Nazis may have tried to develop really good medical stuff and maybe there's a lot of things that now we do that you know were developed during Nazi era you still always associate it with the genocide and the tragic stuff that they did during World War II, right? And prior to World War II. Got That's it. That's always associated with. So unfortunately, which people from the South need to understand is that, yes, even though there may have been, maybe, yes, it's about states' rights and it's about you guys getting your independence and your freedom, but the fact is, though, when you look at it, everyone is going to always tie it to the enslaving of black people and saying that they are not equal to a white person. And that is what the issue is. And when people come out and they complain, like, you got to educate yourself. No, no, no. Right. We are educated. We know exactly where your argument is coming from. That doesn't mean that you're not a racist asshole because you still are. <laughs> All right. And I just want to straight up say, look at, and you can look at these people. And the, when I was reading the hate on there, I almost commented a couple times just to, like, get people riled up. But oh, then I realized it wasn't worth it because everyone there was from the exact same county. All right. And guess what? That county also voted for Trump. So I'm not even too worried about it. <laughs> it. Like, clearly, it's just completely ass backwards there anyways. And so I'm not even really, I got, it wasn't even worth an argument. So. Well, I was really surprised. I was like, people were like, do your research. I mean, by no means. I'm going to use this word lightly. I was a history major in college. I have a lot to learn. Stop it. You make me sound like I'm not educated. No, I didn't. I didn't laugh. That was Joe. That was me. Anyway. I have done my research on the flag. And yes, at one point, it was a Civil War a South Southern flag. There were many different versions of the Confederate flag, but over the years, this specific flag has become a symbol of hate and white supremacy. Mm-hmm. That's what it's morphed into. Oh my God. I, I 
was just really surprised. I guess I was kind of shocked that. Now, I will say the only issue I have with you yeah, is the fact the that matter? you're trying to meddle in someone's personal life. Like, it's their own business. And really? it's in their house. I think that's what a lot of people are also upset about. And that's kind of what I was sitting there, too. I was like, well, I mean, I have a really offensive painting of Michael Jackson in my apartment. It's in my apartment, so I don't really care what you think about it. It's in my apartment. You know what I mean? What do you think, by the way, that should I say anything to this person or no? No, I just think that you got to do what everyone else does. Like, the, the, now that the internet exists, there's no reason for you to live a note. All right? What you do, you post the address, you post the apartment <laughs> number, you post the picture, and let the trolls take care of it. All right? That's how stuff is dealt with nowadays, Sarah. Okay. It okay. is not up to you to sit there and to leave a note and to be like, sir, this is offensive. I think you should take it down in honor of all people and you should respect it. No, no, no. You put his information on the internet and you have Reddit take control. Okay. Reddit is the new police. <laughs> have Reddit take okay. over. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, do you think? Because you're confrontational and you know me. I mean, I'm, I'm just curious more of anything. I don't care how people live their lives, which people were like, this is the reason Trump's going to be elected. People like you that are oversensitive, you've turned everybody off. And I'm like, No, no, no. It's not no. oversensitive. When you are talking about enslaving a group of people for hundreds of years, I'm pretty sure that you can never be too sensitive about that. So I know, right? I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna feel bad about it that. It was a very strange post, but okay. So I should stand up his business and let the Reddit police take over. Yeah, absolutely. Right, let the, like, I, like I said, I'll, look, if you don't want to do it, Sarah, I will go to your apartment. I will take a picture. I'll just slowly seed it in there. So that way, it's a natural. Oh my God, do you believe this guy? Because everyone's gonna find out, dude. And once you get the, you can just actually post a picture of his apartment. With, like, the background there, and people will find out where he lives. That's how good the internet is, Sarah. That is true. That is how good the internet lives. People already know where I live. And then the next thing you know, he's getting fired from his job. He has to move out of the apartment. (laughs) And boom, your whole Confederate flag issue taken care of. I don't want that to happen to him. I mean, he just seems ignorant, not... That he should be jobless. Nah. Oh my God. Um, anyhow, look, if you want to see the post, it was from a couple of days ago on my Facebook page. You can follow me on Facebook. If you search Sarah Frazier, look for the entertainment page, it's under that. Uh, also, follow us on social media. Sammy is on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter under the Sammy K. S-A-M-Y-K. And then I'm under Twitter and Instagram at Hey Frage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E, and on Snapchat. The, or sorry, Hey Phrase Show. Hey Phrase Show. So definitely follow us. Sammy is loving. I'm being enamored. Here. Dude, it you looked are like enamored. that guy I was doing the great. splits. It was awesome. I don't think I've ever seen you actually like really excited about. Because it was one of those cool moves, like that somehow his leg was completely touching the ground, but yet his crotch was also touching the ground, but yet one leg was up. It was really crazy. Like he's super stretched. Look at him go. That's amazing. Yeah. Hey, how do you feel about this for our Texas fans? So in Sweetwater, Texas, now PETA is getting involved, and a lot of people are very, very upset about a uh, ongoing festival there where they kill thousands of rattlesnakes. It's called the world's largest rattlesnake roundup, where in fact they'll even cut their heads off alive and take out their beating hearts. That's awesome. What's wrong with that? Don't rattlesnakes like? Isn't there an overpopulation in Texas, anyways? Is that why well, they do it? I don't think there is anymore. That's why it started. It's a 59-year-old tradition after the June. Junior Chamber of Commerce, or the JCs, launched it as a way to control the region's abundant population of rattlers, which were accused of killing cattle and biting dozens of people each year. Now, fast forward, mm-hmm. you know, fewer people are bit and die by by snakes than by sharks or hit by lightning. Okay. Be, okay. So, I didn't actually know that fact off the top of my head, but so, I'm assuming we looked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. It's okay. here in the it's here in the article, right? So very, very few people are actually bit and die, yeah. right? So, so a lot of people have snake bites, but they usually get to the hospital. Because they're you can treated. always you can always suck your friend back to life you know what i mean you just <laughs> spit it out that's what you do you have to suck out the venom you 
You do not. Sarah, if, if, I yes, got bit, if a rattlesnake bit us right now. If a right rattlesnake now, bit you, you on want... the arm, I would have to suck the venom out to save your life. Yeah, I'd suck <laughs> you back to life. I bet. <laughs> that was the best line ever. Because I do remember that now. When you were do when we were on the Kane show and you were saying that to Kane, if he got bit in the nuts. Because it was an actual news story about a man <laughs> that died when he was walking with his friend in the desert and his friend got bit in the crotch by a rattlesnake <laughs> and his friend refused to suck out the venom and so the guy died. And I just, and you said, dude, I would suck you back to life. And I got in so much trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, anyway, there's no question that the um, Roundup is a crucial moneymaker. Thousands of people come every year. The event uh, over the years has made $8 million. That's many, many years. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it doesn't make that every year. But it makes hundreds of thousands of years, and it's a big draw. However, a lot of snake advocates and PETA are getting involved, calling the whole thing absolute torture. In fact, someone wrote... Uh, a reporter came to it and said it was really depressing to watch the snakes all be pinned together, thrown together. Many of them, many of them had been mishandled, so they either had some sort of broken neck, they couldn't move, others were attacking each other. They said the whole spectacle is really disturbing. Do you think this should go away? Very Becoming very controversial. Well, maybe they just don't make it a big festival anymore. Maybe they just take those thousands of snakes and just burn them all in a pit without anyone knowing. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, don't, I don't tell think, people. I think the point Why of Why do you have to put a sign that says, by the way, welcome to our festival. We're about to burn a thousand snakes. Just burn a thousand snakes. No one's going to know. <laughs> It's a thousand say, rattlesnakes. Like, who's really going to be upset? You no, know, it used to be, too, that people would catch the snakes, like if you caught it in your yard or something, and then you would bring it to the festival, but not anymore. Now they say the method used to gather these snakes uh, ultimately is really not good. They fill a garden sprayer with gasoline, then pump gas or fumes into caves and crevices in the rocks where snakes are most likely to spend their time forcing them out. So they're not, like, finding an abundance. They're rounding them up. They're rattlesnakes, Sarah. Their job is to kill people and to make beautiful boots. I'm sorry. No. I thought this was terrible. I, I don't know. Maybe if you're from Texas, you can enlighten us, and maybe this is a great festival. But it That's seems like... That's an oxymoron. Like, <laughs> it seems like this is really bad. <laughs> there goes our one fan from Texas. Sorry. No, we love you. I don't know. I just thought... I read that story. I thought it was terrible. I really, really did. How much do you think so far you've spent on trying to find love? Like, I'm talking dates. Me? Cumulative. That's yeah. why I don't date anymore. It's too damn expensive. Really? Dude, I have spent... I was just thinking about, like, in my head, like, every time I go on a date, every time you do... Like, that's always going to cost you something. You know what I mean? That's... That's a round of drinks, two drinks in DC. You're buying, I'm, buying, I'm clearly buying a drink for myself, too, during that. That's not about 40, 50 bucks just to say, hey, what's up? To hang out for like an hour. So you, okay, so that's why you've kind of slowed down so your So I dating. think I have probably spent close to, no joke, probably like, I bet the average person spends about $100,000 dating. Really? Before they actually like, especially in a major city, before they actually do it. Think about it, man. All the times they're going out, all the bottles, all the vacations, all the Uber rides, all the dinners, the guarantee it. Over like 10, 10, 12 years of dating, that's easy 10 grand a year, man. Okay, well, actually, I think you're correct, but this actually study says that the average person spends five years and 20K dating before marriage. That includes women, too. That's an average, probably. That's an average, then. Yeah, I was going to say, because women can get away with paying nothing. Wait. I have friends that are like, oh, yeah, no, sorry, I can't hang out with you Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Those are my dinner nights. And I go, what does that mean? And that's when they just go on a date with a random guy to get free dinner. And they're called dinner nights. <laughs> dinner Tuesday, Wednesday, night. and but Thursday. And that way she can save up to go out on Friday and Saturday, and then she eats at home Sunday and Monday. <laughs> I'm not joking. But here's as, the thing. As Sarah points to herself in the corner here. Yeah, so. Sarah, our, our producer. Joe, are you our business manager now? We don't know. 
Sarah hang, came to hang out. Anyway. <laughs> so, so you think Americans spending five years in 20K dating before they get married, you think that's a low estimate? That's very low because who spends five years? That means that if you start dating, let's say, in college, right? Which is very odd anyways. No one would start, you know what I mean? No one should start dating in college? No, but I'm saying, but like, you start dating in college, which most people start before then anyways. Let's just say you wait until college. Okay. 18 to 23, you're telling me in five years, by the time you're 23, you're getting married? No, no, no. That's when I really started to waste money on women was when I turned 23. So. Well, I think that's a low estimate, too. They say men do spend more, around $22,000. But, you know, women spend around twenty because they're saying you have to get a cab there. You have to get a cab back. Most men aren't paying for your transportation to the date. They're also saying that women tend to buy new outfits, new makeup, or get their hair blown out before dates. So if you're including all that stuff, that's women BS are getting that they're considering that in the price because I'm spending just <laughs> as much just on drinks and entertainment. I don't even get to buy myself a new shirt because I'm too damn broke to buy myself a new shirt yeah, and new pants. I show up on a date with stained pants like I'm wearing right now because I go, well, you choose. Do you want me to go buy the little, you know, the OxyClean stick that I can wash my pants with or buy you a cocktail? It's one or the other. I'm too broke right now to choose. I feel like I've definitely spent $20,000 because by the second or third date, I'm halving the date. I'm usually offering to pay well, for something. that's your own fault because suckers like me would pay for the entire thing forever. So. Look, I know. See, that's the thing about you. You have the sweetest soul. Like, I'm sure you wouldn't let a girl pay for anything. And You're the thing so, is, I look at it and in my head, I'm like, fuck this. I'm making her pay this time. And the check comes. Before I even know some sort of magic happens and my credit card's been swiped. I'm like, damn it. I did it again. You're so generous. Um, hey, do you watch The Bachelor? Oh, my God. Love The Bachelor. You do? Have you watched no, the season? No, I've never fucking watched The Bachelor, <laughs> sir. I have never, ever um, watched The okay. Bachelor. Okay. Well, Sarah and Jess, uh, Jess is our intern. Jess, come up here on the microphone. So... There was a lot of controversy this week. Uh, I guess the Bachelor finale happened on Monday night. I couldn't tell you who won. But it was a big deal. My friends were freaking the F out over this. Get right this. on that microphone, Jess. Who won, by the way, for The Bachelor? Who'd he pick? Lauren H. Or Lauren B. Lauren B? Lauren B. Yeah. Lauren B. And who was The Bachelor? What was his name? Ben. Ben. Yes. Okay. Was Ben hot this year or not? He was cute. I liked him, and then he just got too emotional for me, and I was like, you're such a girl. Like, I was like, why? Why are you such a girl? It makes me so angry. <laughs> so, Chris Souls, who was um, Prince Farming, he was mm-hmm. like, what? How many seasons ago was Chris Souls? Uh, one. Yeah, one. That was just last year. <laughs> As Sarah shows one by giving the people doing construction the middle finger. All right. Sorry, I'm really distracted by that beeping because they're coming down. I know. Well, I want to, you know, I'm giving them this right, <laughs> right there. Sorry, Jess. I was just slightly distracted. Um, anyway, Chris Soul's Prince Farming from a couple seasons ago has come forward in an article and says that it's impossible for anyone to find love on The Bachelor. Do you believe that? Or The Bachelorette? I mean... If you look at, like, Flavor Flav and, like, his love show, he had, like, how many seasons of that? And he never found love. And he never found love. So I guess it's true. And And he even got hooked up with, like, Bridget Nielsen for a while. Oh, that's right. Flavor Flav dated Bridget Nielsen. But like I tell people this, the reason I'm not in The Bachelor, not in the other reality shows, is because reality shows (laughs) peaked after I Love New York. I Love New York was the greatest reality dating show (laughs) of all time. And after that, I I look at all I can do is I just yearn for New York to come back. You know, it, you, I thought you were initially making the statement that the, the reason you're not on a reality show. The is reason I'm not is because I have uh, self-esteem, morals, <laughs> and an intelligence level above 13. So Chris Souls wrote, wrote this article, um, and he just says that marrying on somebody on TV is extremely odd. 
He says that in reality, it's hard work to keep a relationship going. I have no regrets about being on it. I'm thankful that I remain friends with the people, but honestly, it was never going anywhere. So does that kind of disillusion you for the show? Do you watch the show knowing I mean, that they're never going to make it? Yeah. I mean, cause like, it's like reality's not real. Like nothing is real. So yeah, they look happy, but you know, like not, not, nothing's real. Nothing is real. Oh, good. So, so that's not a big deal. And, if, yeah. they stay to, and if they stayed together, Sarah, People Magazine would have no covers. True. It is true. Yeah. It is true. So how big was the ring? That It he, was huge. And I see, did yeah. not like it. It was like a was gaudy, tacky. like costume jewelry ring but you have to stay together for one year to keep the ring so you can pawn it off really would you would you stay with me sammy for one year on a reality show to pawn the ring and split the cash yeah i just sleep in a separate room (laughs) (laughs) there we go so all right well i didn't know i thought chris souls i thought that does he sound bitter do we think he's bitter or yeah he is you think he he was not a good bachelor i did not like him Prince Farming, everybody. Did you watch that episode? I had to watch because that was when we were on uh, Sarah Tyne Mel and, and Mel watched. So I wanted to kind of keep up well, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because you guys would have like, you guys would all talk about it on the air. You guys would always bring it up. We had this big event party. I didn't watch a single episode of The Bachelor until I was actually forced to by being at that event that we had. I've never watched an episode. I just don't. There's there's something about, you know, someone there trying to get a rose and fall in love. that just doesn't really appease me as much as other shows may. Um, Jess, thank you. You're welcome. We wanted to see. I, I, what's next? Now, The Bachelorette, right? Is yeah. one of them picked to be mm-hmm. The Bachelorette? The okay. one that got off, like, she got picked last. Like, she was cut off last. Oh, okay. So, JoJo's The Bachelorette. I would love to be on The Bachelorette. Like, I would do, I would, you know, my bi curious, curious. I would be on The Bachelorette looking for The Bachelorette. Why don't they do the lesbianette? They probably will at some point. Okay. We could run out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm available. Right after they get dancing with the SARS out. That way it's just dancing with people that have already been, you know, diagnosed with SARS. It's all from this one little cube and the NIH. That's where I go. Yeah, that's, all right, and that's your cube? All right, see ya, see ya, Jessica. That's where I go, the intern's walking away. This is great, away. great talk to Oh, you. my God, thank God that beeping stopped. God. I'm very upset. <laughs> You're very upset, I can tell. What is it we need to order, dynamic mics? Dynamic microphones, Sarah, for live events, yes. Okay. No, no, we have dynamic. We you have condenser. condenser. You were actually correct. Don't, don't. <laughs> I wasn't even mocking you that time by saying you were correct. You were actually correct. Dynamic nice. Someone make a note. Hey, what would it take? What would, what would it take you, for you to go back and work for big business? Like, I'm talking big business, Joe. <laughs> someone is. Joe, are you okay? Are you okay? Joe, are you all right? Okay. Okay. Thank God. I don't even know what happened. Ooh, all right. All right. Okay. Oh, my God. That sounded like another, I don't know what happened. Anyway. Right, anyway, so big business. So we like go what back and work for like a ba- major to corporation. To go back and work for the man. I'm trying to think of what the man company would be. Well, I did work for Clear Channel for seven years. There you go. To years. go back and work for iHeart or Cumulus. You know, Cumulus, Jan Jeffries calls you back up. He loved you. So I mean, he, you were the Kramer of the when show. When he gets called back into the pros, I'll make sure I... Uh, <laughs> Undelete his number out of my phone. So, what would it take for you to sign back on? What Dude, perk? What perk would they have well, to offer the thing, you? At this point, honestly, um, I think for me to sign on, all I really truly want is I want a menial. Like I really just want like a like a salary, like a salary that I can like live off of, like nothing too crazy or exorbitant. You know what I mean? Just something I can live off of. But really, I want vacation time. 
You want vacation. That's that always been my bi- that's always been my big thing with companies. That's always every time I negotiated contracts, I always negotiated for vacation time. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you are. I mean, you're so worldly. You're a traveler. You love to be out. Well, uh, according to the Washington Post, companies are now luring millennials in order to get them to work for them and to stay by repaying their student college loans. And it doesn't matter what college you went to. That's oh. part of the package. With that, see, I still owe ninety, eighty thousand. Yeah, but in how long do loans? I have to work for them before they pay off my hundred thousand dollars and? Part of the negotiation process, full-time employees at a manager level, even below, can get up to anywhere from two to $10,000 a year, sometimes in the first year. It does sound like you have to complete one year in order to collect the money. Oh, After that's every... awesome. I thought it was going to be like the military, like four years no. and possibly die. <laughs> no, this is great. Fidelity is Fidelity is one of the companies that's uh, doing this. And depending on where you are and how quickly you um, work your way up, Two to ten grand back in your pocket every year to pay off those well, loans. That's that a makes good sense, deal, though, because a lot of companies, like let's say they like they'll give you free gym memberships, right? So they actually pay for your gym membership, right? Or a lot of times they pay for like your metro, you know. So like you're getting that money. They have catered lunch every day. You're talking about twenty bucks a day, every day. I mean, that's worth it. You know, like, that's got to be worth thousands upon thousands of dollars. I can't do the math right now in my head. It's like 6000 <laughs> something, 7000 something. I totally agree. But, I, like, that would that would completely lure me back. To get that $80,000 off my back would be uh, so be nice. Awesome. I would. Huge payments every month. But they would never do that in radio, unfortunately. You have to go oh, work well, God, for, no. like, a smart company. Well, that's why we're not going back. Oh, but, okay. I mean, what, I always say, what, what's that mean? 20 times 365? Well, 7,300, but... Yeah, that's, that's how said. much you're making a day. But I was trying to say work days, so I appreciate the, the effort, though. Super interesting. Uh, do you think that parents, not that either one of us are parents, but I always like parent topics because a lot say. of parents listen to this show. Do you think that parents should get a grade from the school that their kids are at based uh, on how active they are? No, because the only parents that are going to do really well are the kiss-ass parents that show up every day and help out the stupid stuff, even though their kids are morons anyways. Like, no. Because, like, my parents, for instance, my parents were very unattached parents because in Tunisia, the parents don't go to school. There are no PTA meetings. There are no any of that BS. You literally send you to school. You do your job. You come back. You do homework. You go back to school, come back, do more homework, eat dinner, go to bed. Like, that's all it is there. And so my parents kind of treated me that way. So they only went to school for, like... If I had a play or if I had some sort of presentation that everyone had to be involved in. Okay, so they they probably wouldn't get a good grade. They weren't volunteering to come and help out during the day for the field trip. My parents never, ever, ever volunteered for a single damn thing at my school. Does that bother you? No, because it was better. Like, that's just, they they treated it like it was actually school to me. But I guarantee you my parents would have gotten horrible grades from a teacher because, you know, when Mrs. Frost is driving her kid in every day and walking in and dropping off his lunch when he forgets it, you know, my parents said, screw it, like... Sorry, you're eating shitty pizza at school today. If you, you know, like, that's it. Well, in the state of Mississippi, I wasn't sure where you would go on this, but Mississippi House just uh, passed a Parental Involvement Child's Education Act that will now have parents getting a grade. Parents will be graded on an A, B, C, or D marks in several categories, including their responsiveness to communication with teachers, the student's completion of homework, and preparedness for tests. Oh, my God. And the frequency of absences and late attendance. But that sucks because sometimes your kid is just stupid. (laughs) And there's nothing you can do about it, you know? Like, there's just sometimes you just can't do anything about it, and your kid is just dumb. And that sucks because the parent's going to get blamed for that. Joe, Joe is, uh, by time Joe is the only person on this show that actually has kids. And your your little girls are little. How old are they? Two and a half and one. Two and a half and one. Okay. Have you so, decided which one's the stupid one yet, Joe? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it, well, you 
usually the first kid's the smarter one. So is that true in your case? What, how, what are you're they just saying, saying about that when, they, when they plead the fifth? What do they say? I am going to. Oh, you're going to pass fifth, on um, that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Come on, I don't want my girls to go back and listen to it and be like, Dad, you probably the stupid one. No, Sarah's just saying that because she's the oldest one. That's why. Oh. Right, I feel like I'm the smarter one. I mean, in that scenario, yes, you actually are. <laughs> I know that scenario quite well. Sorry. That is not true. Seth is very smart. I just you think just I'm a little bit. You just said that you were smarter than him, and now you're trying to backtrack. Well, I think we're smart. He's smarter than me in some business ways. I'm smarter than look. I'm smarter than both my stepsisters, and I blame it on the fact that their stepsisters are not full. Oh, that, that takes it. And I tell them all the time this, and they know it. How would you feel? Because this could be happening in every state. How do you feel about getting a grade as your your girls get into primary school, middle school? What do you think? And what would you be giving yourself right now as a parent? D, D plus. <laughs> I mean, I'm gone all week, so I think my wife would get an A plus plus for both of us, hopefully. But uh, no, I mean, the criteria are, is just to get people involved, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you would it's not that. about their it's not about their grades that they're getting. Like, if your kid gets a C, but he's prepared and he's just stupid, all right, maybe you get an A as a person because he's prepared, but he's just stupid. Well, I feel like that's an interesting story. I just feel like once you start judging parents, you know, like you can't because the parents so have so much going on. Yeah, there's, but there's so many, but there's a lot of but stuff going on and it's I tough to be really involved. Like I it's got to be tough to be really involved. I think that when you look at it, though, they're not talking about like the suburban PTA moms like, you know, that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. They're talking about some of the schools that have no parental involvement whatsoever. They have no PTA. They have no recitals. They have no, like, that's just not what type of school it is. Oh. Okay, well, there you go. There's generalizing. Yeah, okay, maybe <laughs> I went to a different school then. <laughs> hey, uh, Instagram, get ready to announce that they're making some big changes. So, Sammy, are you excited about this? But much like Facebook, they are going to uh, add an algorithm that is going to try and target what you like on Instagram. So it's going to start bringing up pictures that they feel are targeted to your your interests and likes instead of doing a chronological feed. No, How do we feel about this? I hate this because people, for these stupid companies realize that not everyone uses their computers solely for personal purposes. I use mine for business purposes and sometimes that involves looking up, I don't know, pigtail shaped butt plugs and now that's all I get offered is sex toys, <laughs> I get Fifi offers, that's all I get all over my Facebook because they think I'm some sexual deviant because of the prep I do for the Hey Frage podcast. I know. Well, this and is gonna... I don't want my Instagram because also people open up your Instagram and they just kind of scroll. Like I have friends that grab my phone to look through my Instagram, just kind of see who I'm following, who follows me, da da da. I don't want them to all of a sudden see like some real nasty ad for something and they think, dude, what are you doing? Like buying like seventeen fifis. <laughs> Just research. Well, anyway, they're going to start testing it slowly to see how their customers react. But they say that the average Instagram user misses 70% of what's in their feed, including great photos and tons of likes and posts by their best friends, their besties. So Instagram announced yesterday that they're going to start rearranging the order of those posts. Rather than strictly reverse chronological Instagram, they will have posts based on the likelihood that you'll actually be interested in so the content. So they're doing kind of what Twitter does when it's like while you are yeah. away and it shows like yes. your best friend on top and I'm like oh cool I will retweet that 17 hours later <laughs> but still you get the likes you yeah. know there you go yeah. um, we gotta say hi to our Twitter fan at MLB uh, M- okay <laughs> at MLB fan 1991 letters tarred <laughs> 
What just happened? Letters are hard, Sarah. That's what I was saying. You were trying to do letters. You're like, letters hard. That was not where you were going with that. Yeah, I was. Anyway, he says this. He says, Sarah and Sammy, I absolutely love the podcast. How are things? I have an issue with my friend, though. I want to know. He used to live next door to me, and when he moved, he asked if he could park his car in my driveway. And being the nice guy that I am, I said, sure. But now it's been three years. Do you think he's taking advantage? What do I say with him to him without getting mad and without starting a fight with each other? Well, again, this is exactly <laughs> where it's, advice from me comes perfect. What you do is you vandalize your friend's car in the middle of the night. <laughs> Go to him and be like, dude, I don't know. The neighborhood's changed, man. It's not like it was four years ago. It's not like it was three years ago. You should probably move your car out of here. It's changed. Oh, my God. That's your solution? I would. I would write something really offensive on his car. Like, key it in there. Definitely vandalize the hell out of it. Dump sugar all up in his gas oh tank. God. Like, flour in his, you know, flour on top of his, dude. like, windshield and stuff so it blows through the AC unit. And then I'd just be like... The neighborhood's gone to shit, man. What can I say? <laughs> that is like such a genius idea. Yeah, and at the just same blame time, it on the neighborhood. So wrong. Oh my god, I'm not leaving you in charge of anything. What my my this is ideas like this I learned from my father. Okay, like one of the greatest things that he ever told me was he one time got really mad at his dad and he slashed the tires on his dad's car. That sounds really like, like a really, psycho. Like angry, like really angry. He slashed the tires on his dad's car. Then he went back in his room, was sitting there, and he realized, holy <laughs> shit, I'm the only one to have fought with my dad today. He's totally gonna know it's me. So he waited until everyone went to sleep that night, and then he slashed everyone's tires in the entire neighborhood. What? That way, they just thought it was this huge vandal, because the dad comes like, did you? He's like, oh, well, no, 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 because the neighbor got their tires slashed, they got their tires slashed. It must have just been some random guy. What is It couldn't wrong? have been my son that fought with me the night beforehand. And still to that day, I think that's the genius, the most genius idea I've ever heard. <laughs> How is that wrong? How is your grandfather? Is your grandpappy still alive? No. Aw. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Though I did actually You're just recently, I will like tell you I'm what's really crazy is I recently got a video from a friend of mine in Paris. Yes. And it was a video. They go, dude, is this your grandfather? And no joke, it was a video from the 60s of my grandfather <gasps> playing bass with like, uh, like with some like really, fa like with one of them was like with him and uh, Dizzy Gillespie, uh, Louis Armstrong, and another video was with him and some Arabic singer. Oh my God. Yeah, it was super how, random. How is your dad, by the way? You know, we were, I, I want to kind of tease this because we, we have to wrap it up because uh, Bill. He listens and he's going to get you, I don't care. Oh, I adore it. You're both your parents listen, like my mom listens. Too, I just hope he was said. fucking with me. That's all I got to say. It's <laughs> like, I just hope that when we were talking politics a couple days on the phone, that he was just messing with me trying to get a rise out of me. Well, we were discussing this because I think this is probably big in people's households right now. Like, what do you do when your family members, especially with this really just contentious um, political year that we're mm -hmm. having. What do you do when your family members are voting for, let's say, someone that you really don't like? Hold on, Sarah. I'm going to try to yell up at the helicopter, ask them if they don't mind landing. Was that a helicopter? You can still hear it, yeah. Would you like me to go up Wait, there? Who's landing let me here? Get on my, let me get on my radio right now. Uh, nine or seven. Do you mind uh, just shutting off your, uh, uh, no, your, your propellers real quick? Because, you know, I know you might crash, but still, we're recording a podcast. Nine or seven out. I'll tell you right now, I never thought I'd be that anal retentive person about audio. And to but think now with I'm after anal. your anal fissure, you would definitely not be anal retentive after that, but still as bad as before. I would say this. If I were going to put anything in my ass now, it would be a microphone. It would be a microphone. Yeah, and it would be a dynamic microphone. Yes, it would. Exactly. I don't want to hear Not a condenser, a dynamic. Do you want to talk about your dad's story today or you want to... I mean, I don't care. I mean, my dad's voting. My dad voted. My dad is an Arab Muslim. This, is, what, owner, this right? is what's bananas. My dad is an Arab Muslim, right? 
who lives in Florida, and I guess over the years of being in Florida, he just completely forgot that he's actually an Arab Muslim because he voted for Trump. Oh my God, Sammy, how does that make you feel? I, I, like, I don't know. I, like, I really hope he was joking. He was just saying it to get a rise out of me, but he was trying to tell me, he's like, no, nah, he's got good plans. I really like this, da, da, da. Like, I don't know. And it was really frightening to see. I was like, well, dad, like in my head, I thought maybe, maybe he's thinking like a businessman here, you know? Get Trump in, he gets deported to Guantanamo, he can open up a mini mart in Guantanamo, boom. He's got <laughs> oh his empire god. right back oh up. Oh my god, Sammy, that you is know, so terrible. Like, that's I don't know if that's what he was oh, going for, but yeah. So anyways, I'm excited for my birthday coming up next week. Oh my week god. With my dad in Florida. Are you gonna go see him? Because initially yeah, you were so upset about this. You I said you care. weren't gonna no, go. No, of course I'm gonna go. I was joking, of course I'm gonna go. But I've known you... for a while. My family, they're pretty hardcore Republicans, and I just happen to be like I'm the, I'm the I'm the odd one out. Really, I did not think that's scary. Wow, that's a whole. I'm the that odd is a one whole out, so. show. Muslim Americans that are voting for Trump. That's a show. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a really depressing show. Yeah, <laughs> there's one. Look, you need to tweet us, and please, 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 we love, love, love your emails. Good, bad feedback. I take it all in. Sammy, Sam, what was the saying yesterday? Thank you, but you're fucking stupid. No, thank you, but you're fucking stupid. Right. Yeah. Well, I will not. I might start putting that in my signature, but I love to hear your feedback. Email Sarah with an H at HeyFrase, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E.com. You can send the Sammy email there, too. So if you want to comment on today's show, or if you think there's a guest we should have on, or a topic we should cover, we want to hear that. Also, we are taking advertisers. So we love working with small businesses, women-owned businesses. If you want to advertise, do something really creative on this podcast, or you want us to do a pop-up podcast, we're ordering those dynamic mics, and we'll come to you. So you can also email me about that. Okay, uh, coming up, Chris Korb is going to be on the show. Bill Hamid, that is next. Are you really? Is it next or is it right now? It's oh well. I like to. I like it. And you it's like next. To say, you don't want to go through more uh, more emails from fans, <laughs> like no. one from our fan in Germany. Oh who? Dude, they write us. We get fit, Sarah. You have we fans do? internationally. Well, I know the show is on worldwide. A worldwide. <laughs> who's, who's I made it up. That? No one emailed you from Germany. <laughs> don't do that. But I was going to do excited. some Google Translate, but my computer's running a little bit slow. <laughs> All right. Oh wait, no. Here it is. Hallo Sarah. Ich liebe den Podcastenstein. Und deinen Ass. What does that mean? I love your podcast and your ass. <laughs> I feel like that's how the actual comment would come. Oh, oh my God. I feel so blessed. Oh, okay, they're here. Hold on. Uh, so Chris Korb is here from DC United. Chris, we are so excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Is this the first podcast you've ever done, or have you been interviewed by other podcasters? Um... You're the most famous podcast I've been on. Oh, yeah. I love this endorsement. Wait, you said that you'd heard me on the radio. What station? Uh, uh, 99.5. Really? You've been here that long? Yeah, this is my sixth year. Me and, me and Bill year. are actually the longest tenure players here. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. So six years. No, what did you think when I was on 99.5? Would you? Would it was good. Like, it was always entertaining. I was like, uh, listen to Roses. That was my favorite. <laughs> no, the thing is, most people say when they meet Sarah that she sounds way hotter than she is actually in person, right? That's correct, too. Don't you agree with that? <laughs> uh, sure. Yes. It's not really <laughs> the truth. No, it's all right, Sarah. It's just natural. It's fine. It's all good. So six years on DC United. Are you currently, how are you feeling? Are you injured? Are you I, back? I actually uh, come back from knee surgery, so I'm still in the recovery stage. How much longer until you're like back to I don't, full force? I don't like putting a time limit uh, on it, but uh, whenever I'm healthy, hopefully next couple months, um, uh, when the weather gets nicer, I'm back out there. So we need you to clear up a rumor for us because uh, we're having this debate. Okay. Do, do you actually have to wear shin guards according to MLS <laughs> or do. is it optional? No, you have to. Yeah, definitely. Because we had read that you don't. 
Um, and every yeah, picture, that's, I, that's, and every picture I see of you online, dude, you're just railing up against players, and there's not a shin guard in sight. That's that's it, the number one question I always get. I, I do wear them to the same shin guards I've had since I was ten. The exact same pair. I never lost them or anything. Really? So they're they're not uh, they're not huge, that's for sure. But I just like to wear my socks low. I've always done it that way, and and so that's why. Yeah. So you're wearing small shin guards and low socks. And my family, uh, they could recognize me a little easier. So. Yeah. So <laughs> wait, where did the rumors start then that you don't wear them? Just because I wear them really low, so most people have their socks pulled all the way up. So mine are like way down low and well because it does in the pictures it looks like you're just not wearing shin guards sure yeah i mean people there are definitely smaller shin guards out there than mine it's just the way i wear mine just to the low to the outside that's where i usually get kicked have you tried to use it as like an intimidation factor like you know (laughs) looking to be like yo dude i don't even need shin guards i'm about to whoop you a couple years ago the refs uh before every game would have a talk with me and tell me to change it and then the last the last two years they just gave up they just left me alone (laughs) so that was nice so you've been in the D.C. area six years. Do you? What do you do now? Do you live here year-round? Do you rent? No, I rent. I've lived in Springfield the past four years, so that's been nice not having to move every year. Nice. Um, and what do you? So you drive to work, Springfield yeah. and commute in. Yep, it's not too bad. Um, I take four ninety-five, two ninety-five, so it's only. I mean, usually 30, 35 minutes. Now, how does I, that, I don't mind the drive. Now, how does that conversation go? Because, like, seriously, like, technically you are driving to work, but are you really driving to work? Like, you're coming here, you know, you get to live out your dream. Yeah. It's, you I get mean, to play professional soccer. Like, you know, does it really feel like you're driving to work? Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a job. <laughs> so th- there's highs and lows. It's definitely frustrating sometimes. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, it's, I mean, it's a dream job for anyone. What's, uh, okay, what's the most frustrating part? <clears throat> I mean, if you're not playing, obviously, uh, you want to play every game. So maybe if you're not in the starting lineup, if I mean, especially in D.C., it gets super hot in the summer. So sometimes uh, tensions boil over. I mean, it's like you're playing with your brothers every day. So, I mean, there's not fights or anything, but, you know, I mean, training gets tough. <laughs> yeah. It's 120 degrees out. So, um, yeah, tempers flare sometimes. But other than that, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. No complaints. Who has the hottest temper on the team? Um, I'd say some of the some <laughs> of the Bill? So- South American guys. Oh, South American. Okay, yes, I can see them being feisty. <laughs> Very feisty. Uh, what sports are you into aside from soccer? Um, I mean, I I, I love soccer obviously first. Other than that, do you watch um, anything else big time like a lot? I mean, I try to support the the Cleveland Browns, but that's just that's a tough that's, one to support. Some tough, days, so yeah. yeah, just when they're when they're doing well, I try to wear my brown stuff, but. Keep quiet other than that. Now, do you find that a lot of times when you're talking to people, like, you say soccer, but then the other people are saying football, you know? Is this really, like, and it seems to be only confusing here. Um, you know, like, or do, yeah, you actually, do you have a preference on what you call it? Do you call it football with a U, or do you call it, you know, I soccer? I call it soccer just because that's what I grew up with. It's America. People understand that better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, some people will try to put the flair on it with football. Football. You just kind of. I don't know. Laugh Do you at feel them. that the lacking in American soccer is really the fact that the uh, that the actual commentators don't scream goal for 45 seconds every time? Because that's the one thing when I watch American soccer versus you know <laughs> other soccer matches, like ah, uh, if only they yelled goal longer. Yeah, it's maybe not as entertaining. I think it, I think it's <laughs> more maybe the other sports taken away. I mean, in America, you're competing with four other top sports, so it, it's kind of tough compared to other places in the world. 
And I guess we were talking about that too, like, you know, because you are competing against a lot of other athletes. Do you find that when you do, like, walk around the streets, like, do, do people come up to you all the time? Or like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, how does or, that like, go? Or does it know? I mean, every, I'd say once a month I would get recognized and someone would come up and say I'm a huge <laughs> fan or something like that, which is cool, but. Well, that's um, great because we were actually thinking about this. We and did just get for you, you we made you a shirt just in case people didn't understand <laughs> nice. that says, hey, I'm a pro athlete, <laughs> want my number. That Perfect. way, you know, they'll never, ever, ever have to worry about it again. Again, so. You think they'll believe me? Yeah, of course. Actually, actually, that was the thing that we were thinking of. Like, <laughs> have you ever walked into a place and you're like, no, serious, I'm a pro? You're like, shut the front door. <laughs> like, they'll be like, you play for the academy team or the, the younger team? Like, no. Like, how do you do player. that? Because I find, I mean, even like with Sarah, like, I find sometimes with Sarah and I, we introduce ourselves as being rated person. People are like, yeah, right. Really? What do you guys really do? I'm, I kind of keep it quiet. I don't really go flashing that around. So. Well, now you have a shirt you can flash it around. No, so that's from well, us to you, you, man. Yeah. You got to work on that. Six years, you need to throw that around uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like way too way too subtle um bill am i saying your last name right is it hamid yes bill hamid is on the show i think you have to you have to be like really close uh, to this okay. mic sorry bill no worries i know you want to hang back <laughs> all right you're like the rock star you're the goalie that's like so much pressure i don't know what i would do i thought the rock star was the goal scorer not the goalie no you don't you feel like it's all on you i mean if you if that gets by you yeah it's a lot of pressure Tons of pressure. Yeah. Do you ever like feel like you're just a little bit better than the other players because you get to touch the ball with your hands and go down? <laughs> Walk around like, yeah, look at that. Uh, I think it's kind of cool. Touch, yeah. touch. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. I would agree too. Yeah. Pretty. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Honestly, this is what I admire about professional athletes. Mm -hmm. Okay. A goal gets by you, right? This pressure-filled game against like the New York Red Bulls. They suck. You know, their fans are the <laughs> fucking terrible. worst. They're terrible. I know. Yeah, they're I've terrible. been here. Their fans are like awful. <laughs> they're relentless. They like make shit. They do they talk shit about your mom like the whole thing yeah yeah they know they know every single family member like immediate it's, family member they know their names and my family they yeah, know my they little sister's name that. they know my mother's name and yeah they're smart okay so <laughs> the goal gets by you tell me like immediately after that what do you do to then recoup and not be nervous because i feel like i would get very nervous so i'm a little bit of a yogi so <gasps> oh my god i love this I okay, just, i'm gonna be i just, I'm like already in I love just with breathe you. i just go through those breathing exercises and it's all gone. You kind of have to have a short memory when it comes to letting in a goal, especially like if it's your fault, because then you like feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders in that moment. But you have to realize that there's more games to play. So. Because don't you think, I mean, really when it comes down to athletes, it's all psychological. I feel like A-Rod, right, never really got great success because I feel like he always psyched himself out mentally. Mm. Anybody you studied, anybody taught you the yogi stuff, how did you kind of get that that you're so mentally with it with the yogi with the, with yeah the yoga? did you have like did you have like who was kind of a mentor for you okay. was there an athlete you admired or was there like a yogi that was that kind of helped guide you <laughs> um well i would go to tim howard for advice uh in my early years of, really? of soccer um because his advice was just it was very very good he gave me great advice to be able to get past those ups and downs and continue striving to be as good as I am. But uh, the yoga definitely helped. And all I did was just go to Vita. I don't know if you know Vita, the gym. Oh, sure. Yeah. I just went to Vita and just started yoga. And that, that definitely helped. Now, yes, okay, now here's a, I have a question about that, though. Like, going to a gym, like, you're a professional athlete. Don't you feel like that's a little bit, you know, kind of like bullying? 
Like, you're walking in and, and not, you're like, what's today, up, guys? Not what's in up? today's day and age, because there's, like, all these, like, big old bodybuilders yeah, they are pretty the gym, jacked. grunting like Maria Sharapova. And, and I've been to Vita before, the and they like are this. massive at Vita. Yeah, they are massive. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so. How do you feel about your salary? Because here's my thing. All these other athletes are making ridiculous amounts of money. Now, mm-hmm. granted, you guys can do that with endorsements, mm-hmm. but your salaries are very low. Is mm-hmm. that frustrating? Uh, I would imagine for some guys it is, but uh, it gives you motivation to work towards something. Because if you if you are of value for your team, you'll get paid. You get paid well, but you, you ha- but you have to you have to be of value. You have to perform well, and your team has to see that value in you. You're also local from Annandale. Mm-hmm. Additional pressure. Born in Alexandria. Born in Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Your parents are fr- were your parents from Sierra Leone? Yes. Yes. And then came to the U.S. London. You came to London, mm-hmm. then moved here. Yes. Okay, I feel like you're the amazing American story. Do you feel extra pressure with that? I mean, your parents came here. Did they know? Did they have family here? How did they end up in Virginia? Opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity. A lot of people know that the Washington, D.C. metro area has a lot of job opportunities. So mm-hmm. they moved here, and they made it happen. My father was, uh, was working for a, a truck part company. Then he ended up being, which is kind of bizarre. You go from, like, delivering truck parts to the manager at Arby's. Remember Arby's? Yeah, yeah sure. Arby's Absolutely. is still banging. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go there anymore. (laughs) I don't go there anymore. Their sandwiches don't really. No, no. I haven't eaten fast food in like years. Good for you. Do you eat fast food? Negative. I'm not. I know. I bet you eat super clean. Me too, guys. I never eat fast food. I'm a big fan of tacos. You just paused. Do you have an endorsement with Taco Bell? You were like. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we can edit that shit if you want to put it in there. I love Taco Bell. I'm a big fan of tacos. I like making tacos and not necessarily the most healthiest for you. so. So you're not a big fast food person. I'm not a big fast food person. Ah, although I am a Wendy's fan. Mm. Wendy's is spicy chicken. Right? Spicy chicken. See, the number he knows. Six. You know that jam. The number six. Yep. At Wendy's is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really good when you're drunk. I mean, not that you drink. <laughs> I mean, you're a professional you're just, athlete. You're just throwing that bait out there <laughs> yeah. and hoping that you hook me in, huh? <laughs> good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can tell us about the last night that you like raged all night. I've been uh, on your Instagram. Looks like you're very social, Mr. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, I try to. I try to be a little bit social. A little bit. And keep people, uh, keep people informed. And and, you know, just just be just shut the right light on myself. What's the big last like red carpet event you've been to? Have you been to like an Oscar party? No, one day hopefully. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, you should be. Um, you know, I got invited to the BET Honors, which was at Howard Theater. But oh, that's awesome. I went in the mood to get dressed up that night, so. Okay, I also find this, and look, we talk about everything. If you don't want to talk about this, it's fine. But I really love that you're Muslim. Are you still practicing? You do. What's your take on, I don't want you to get too political, but what's your take on everything that's happening? Is it scary, do you think, like the political climate that's happening? No. Why? You feel very, you seem very confident about that. Why not? I'm not worried about what they're talking about in politics. That's my faith. And and when I'm at home, I practice my faith. And it's very, it's a very, very spiritual uh, uh, religion. Yeah. So... When I go home, it's all about just practicing my faith, and I leave it at that. Whatever they talk about on TV or on politics, that's that's their business. I'm not gonna lie. When Sarah actually brought up, she's like, "Well, you know, you know, Bill, uh, he's he's a Muslim too," and I was like, 
Duh, we know each other. <laughs> All Muslims know each other. I know. I call him up right now. I'm like, what's up, man? Can't wait to have you on the podcast. Well, like, Sammy's Muslim, and we just, I feel like there is so much hate. And I wondered, like, especially because soccer can be a very sometimes racist mm-hmm. sport, sometimes political sport. Do you get a lot of backlash? Do you Have you got a nanny in your career? No. I, for my religion, no. I just think traveling to other teams, I get a lot of backlash. Just being a DC United player. You get a lot of backlash. Well, screw them. Who are they? Hmm. They're fans. Oh, I know. The fans f- are going to be fans. The fans are. Uh, do the, does that bother you, like the trolls, the people, the, nah, the haters? Do you? Nah, it's funny. Really? <laughs> it makes me laugh. Do you it's ever crazy. just sit there and get like a really nasty comment? You kind of look back and you're like, that was no actually lie. really good. That was really good. And you kind of go high five the there guy and like shake their there hands. There are a couple. Yeah. Once in Toronto, I got a, a good, I got a good one. I don't remember what was said, but there was one. There was a. Something bad that happened to me once, and this might be a little crazy. Um, Don't what? look at your PR woman. I'm not talking about PR. She's not even in here. I'm not worried. So, this so, is like, no, so this when is... I was in Montreal, I, like we were winning. Um, Love it. And I walked behind my goal because I always carry a bo- bottle of water for me and the guys just in case they, they want to get a quick squeak. Okay. And um, the person who was like leading their their you know crazy section. He was on top of a little platform, which was closer to the field. And I kid you not, I even heard him hawk the loogie and just let it rip. And I saw the first one, and it just went like matrix. I was like, oh, snap. And I looked up, and he already had a second one coming, and it just went splat right on my face. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's the craziest thing that's ever happened to me on a soccer field. What did you do? I hope you hucked one back. No, no. You're, You're on the so field. Sweet. You gotta have you gotta let it go and keep going. You gotta there's a game going on. What, you want me to jump in the crowd and start fighting? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Really? No, I would have. I would have no. had a moment. <laughs> this that's, isn't that's the sports NBA. center, not top ten. Oh my god, I would have been like, I'm gonna have herpes of the eye. Like <laughs> I am going to go get this person. Nah, it's all good. That's a, that's how it goes, you know. That's okay, well, you're super hot. So, what's your deal? Are you dating Excuse anybody me, single? Because you, you're very active on social media. I am dating somebody. Yeah. You are from Montreal, actually. Which is <laughs> <laughs> <Just> crazy. <laughs> we actually <laughs> fell in love over that loogie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did she witness that? And okay, well, no. we we have a gift for you if you're ever single again. Okay. Well, even then, just because you know, we feel like you're the local guy. You need to get all the rep you can, right? And I feel like people don't believe you sometimes when you go out and tell them that you're a professional athlete. <laughs> So we made you a shirt that says, hey, I'm a pro athlete. You want my number? number. <laughs> that way, you know, that way you and Corp can go out there and that'll you guys work, can, you know, rock them together during That'll work on U Street or in DuPont or something. I think so, too. That'll work. Okay. You know? At U Street, I'm coming with this shirt. Come, come holler at me. Bill, you're amazing. Good luck. We know you're going to be back and healthy very soon. You're so awesome. I love the mentality. Can we go to a yoga class together? Sure, sure. Do you go to Bring your up? girlfriend, too. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. yeah she's, she, she kills me in that stuff. I can't. Really? I'm with her. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. No, the, please. With I, the heated, I'm like, with, within 30 minutes, I'm done. I'm out of there. I'm just going to watch you two. I'm not actually going to do the <laughs> class. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. So great to have you on the podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. Cheers, guys. man. Thanks, Bob. Yeah.